Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. And I said, I know, but you know, with everything that's happened in these past few years, I need that meditation time. You know, because I had no TV. It was just me and my two little pups. And, um, and it was a good year for me as far as pulling in my, um, my higher self. Higher, higher, as high as I could go, and um, knowing exactly what I needed to do, where God wanted me to be, you know. So um, it was was very good. I went to Virginia Beach in 2009. So um, that was uh, uh, an experience that, you know, being two and a half hours away from my children and my grandchildren, and um, really not knowing, except God says, I want you here to do your work. And, and I just flowed with it. Do you know what I'm saying when I, I say that? Yeah, just I do. move on. Yeah. I just move on. He's got a plan, and that plan will unfold. And it did. And that's when I started actually uh, doing my writing. It was in 2000, um, 2011, between two, 2010 2011. And I, I had always journaled everything, but I never really, I never authored anything, you know, for public. I just I contained it within my studies and then within my circles of meditation and teaching and, um, and used it in, in that form, uh, our form. And then... Um, you know, I was guided, and, and I'm a seer. <laughs> I've been that way since a child. And um, so, and I'm a seer. I've, I've always had the angels with me. Even as a child, I've played with them. It's always remained with me in this world. And it's been a, it, I have to say, it's been many times a lifesaver in so many ways and giving me direction in life, you know, and not going down the opposite road. Yeah. was a, a great deal of contrast. Yeah, yeah. So um, I feel very blessed, except I have felt, I know I've gotten off the subject a little bit, but I have felt that um, in a way, you know, I couldn't always tell people everything because, you know, it would just blow their minds yeah. in that respect. But there was always a way that God and Jesus showed me how to touch people. Without, you know, exploding or saying this is unseen or this is psychic, which closes so many doors to people, right? right. But there were other ways in which, like Jesus taught, to speak the word that needs to be spoken. Cool. Um... I lear- I've learned that, you know. Uh, I've been taught that through the masters. You know, it. it I never have felt to... Um, you know, to get out there and say, I have to do this because I need this for money. 
or I have to do this because it's my way, you know, it's got to put food on my table. I've always had it where God is, God is my bread. He is my paymaster, you know, and I've worked in this world for 27 years in the government. But I've always used it to be really of service to people. Is that just giving you an idea of how I work? Yeah. You know, um, and yet I know there's universal laws, and there's the universal law of compensation, and you have to keep that balance. Otherwise, it doesn't help the person that that you are are helping. You know, and so. You know, I do keep that balance there. If it means that a person wants to bring me a piece of pie and they don't have any money, that's fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But to keep the balance of of the universal law for both both individuals as a blessing to keep it flowing. Does that make sense? It, it sure does. Um, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so anyway, to... Um, so that, you know, back to Wintergreen, when I, I live on, I'm sorry, that's my pup. When I lived on um, No, it's fine. We just said it's our recording yet, so. We're yeah. Just... I, when I went from Wintergreen to uh, Virginia Beach and then um, guided to writing, um, I was guided. Uh, my mother and I uh, had a non-denominational church when she was alive, and we taught uh, classes and um of uh, spiritual classes and <clears throat> meditation and helping people to with their gifts and also with their higher self and any contrast in their life and so um my mom and i had put together uh, a minister's book because we both could marry and do some funerals and that kind of thing but we never authored it it was in you know we were guided to write what we needed to write and also to go by the, um, um, some of the procedures and things by where we graduated, the Metaphysical Science uh, Center of, of D.C. And um, so anyway, to make a long story short, in 2010, I was guided, you need to put this book in writing and dedicate it to your mom. And I thought, whoa. You know, and naturally your mind physically tries to figure out, well, the when, the where, and the how, right? Right. And so they said, put the when and the where and the how aside and let God work through you. And I said, okay. So I started putting it together and just started writing and, you know, redoing things and bringing everything up to date. And um, then in um, 2011, I'm a Starbucks lover. So 2011, um, I took my book, and I was, I was, usually I don't take my writings and things like that out like that, but I was told to do it, to take your material and go to Starbucks. You will meet someone there. Okay. Okay, I'll let, I'll go. And um, sure enough, there was a, a young man and a lady that came in, and he was talking about uh, working with her and uh, publishing her book. And so it's very un unlike me to strike up conversations with gentlemen. And for some reason, it, when I was prompted, I could not stop. I just said, can I speak to you about um, publishing a book that I have that I'm writing? So there it took off from there. And that person, um, Bill Johnson, is my husband. 
and uh, and it's a very spiritual uh, man and with insight and a publisher. And uh, we had, for the time that we were writing, uh, putting the ministries of him book together, um, it was a very platonic relationship. And and then um, one day he asked me to marry him. And, and I accepted, and we have just taken off on our books and our writing. And he is, he wrote, had 27 books on Amazon, and he writes on recovery. And we both, too, work with people in recovery um, uh, to help them and uh, to share our stories and um, for hope, strength and uh in love and so um that's how i actually got started into writing if you just just as a to kind of give you the idea and but as being a seer um and if you'd like to know you know i i can remember you know a seer i can see spirit i can see the angels i can see my um Archangel Michael and Gabriel and Moses and all the apostles and Jesus and walked in the garden. And I loved it as a child. It was, I was more in the other world than this world. And I have two brothers. I'm a minister. I'm a middle child. And, but my mother nourished this in me because she was very spiritual and came from a, a family of spiritualism. And also, her family was affiliated with Edgar Casey. So my platform, you know, for keeping this going for me and keeping me connected to God and learn how to live in two worlds, I, I, I'm very grateful that my mother had awareness and awakening to that when I came home and, you know, when I was, you know, like seven years old and running from a, a playmate who we were going to play a game. I'll just tell you this real briefly, just a little story. And um, and he was down in the basement. I was on the top of the steps, and he was pulling the game down, and he said, Julie, and he turned around, had his hand on the game, and said, how about this one? And when he turned around, I saw his aura. I mean, it was as huge as a room, and I didn't know really what I was seeing. You know, you know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it just like awed me that I could hardly get any words out except I got to go home now, Kimmy. I got to go. He said, you look like you've seen a ghost. I said, I'll be back. Well, my mother running into the house to tell my mother and to calm me down. She put me in, in water, you know, and to just relax, calm, calm your energies all around you. And I'll explain it to you. And I said, am I crazy, Mommy? <laughs> what is this? How come nobody sees it? You know? And she said, you're not crazy. And she explained it further and gave me understanding of gifts. And that God does give people all gifts. But it's whether you choose to continue to see or not. And be in touch with it. So that has helped me greatly. And working with people too, and um, helped me in my later years of trying to live in two in two worlds. You know, know what I mean when I say that? I do. And did you grow up in the uh, uh, in a religious background? 
I was um, baptized. My father comes from a Catholic background, about uh, seven children, and um, and he's from uh, you know from over in in Italy, and everyone is Catholic, and I was baptized Catholic, and I went to Sunday school um, with my dad. And, you know, he was always participated in church. Uh, now, I did have a very dysfunctional family, uh, you know, but they knew their loving ways. But it was, you know, I came into a dysfunctional family. And um, uh, which in later years has helped me to understand, you know, why, why even my family would do certain things and other families did different, you know. And, um, but anyway, um, um, I did have both religions. I had the, the dogma and, and, um, and I had the spiritual because I would sit in meditation with my mother, uh, in the mornings when I was a little girl all the time. She raised me, you know, that way. So, um, um, I did have both backgrounds. It must have been. I'm, I'm grateful, uh, you know, because it it helped me to 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 understand, especially in later years, the difference between the two, the man-made version and the spiritual version of God and Jesus. Do you know? Yeah. And that and and that is um uh. You know, and especially in working with people, because I have worked with uh, uh, children, you know, with a judge, volunteer work, uh, helping them in detention homes and, and jails. And those, some of the children, uh, or particularly one of them, uh, was in Satanism. And the judge wanted me to work with, he was scaring the other boys. And so um, I, I have... I have worked on many different exorcisms and and in that area, um, and I've been I have also battled against Lucifer. If you understand what I mean, um, uh, and and working to help to save people in in the light of Christ. So God has it's not me that's doing it; it's God. It's not, it's, it's what comes through me, but it's not me, Julie personality. It's God. Uh, does that make sense? It, it doesn't, it, it does indeed. And as growing up as a, as a child and adult, did you find it hard to juggle between both uh, sides of the family? Um, well, do, and the question is, do I find it difficult with the family? You you, you explain that, um, you know. Yes, sometimes, you know, um, the saying that the, the prophets aren't welcomed in their own home. Uh, in other words, and I understand that interpretation of that very, very clearly. Because um, in guiding, um, or guiding or giving a, you know, spiritual, um, uh, counseling or advice to a loved one, they're not as quick to receive it from someone personal, so personal close to them as someone on the outside. 
I found that. And that's okay with me, you know? I mean, um, because it, I knew, I, I know the truth, and I know that when God speaks the truth, it's this truth, and that they will see with their own vision that truth. So it's okay. You know, I have a, my younger brother turns to me, you know, for counseling um, all the time. My mother used to counsel him all the time. And, and I am the type of person, I don't really feel that God should be used as a crutch. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? That, that yeah. every waking, my brother was, you know, every second, every minute guide me along the way. And that's not how your higher power, your connection with God works. It's someone telling you. It's the self-realization of you going through the experience and learning to make the good decisions and choices in the light versus in the, more in the negative that's so temporary. You know, it can be hurtful to someone with their growth because it weakens, weakens their soul. Follow what I mean? So I've learned how to work with individuals that may have that dependency and to um and and Jesus has taught me, you know, how to work with them to give them strength so that their vision that they can see. You know? Mm-hmm. And um and that's worked very well too. So does that make sense? It sure does. Um you because in other words, I don't use my abilities and my gifts. What I'm saying is I don't use them to make, to have people depend upon me. When God gives them something, it gives them the hope and the strength and the insight to awaken what's within them because they can do even greater than what I can do. You know? And, um, um, so God always has a plan when he brings people to you and that plan unfolds and it passed on to someone else. And that's how I work. I pass it on, you know? So, um, I guess, I don't know if I answered your question clear enough as far as family goes. Um, uh, you know, that family members aren't as quickened to listen to what you have a gift to, to tell them than someone on the outside. It's personal. They look at it personal. Or they may still be in touch with the personal side of themselves and they take it personally. You, you follow? Yeah, I, I follow. Um, tell us about how you got into the working with the, the U.S. government and the, mil- and the missile launches. Right. In my book on prophecies in the light of Christ, um, I started getting messages in 2014 of future events worldwide. And they got clearer and clearer, more direct. And and I started writing things, you know, they gave me things, Moses, the apostles, Jesus, you know, and through God gave me... um, uh, things before they happened, earth changes, you know, and um, uh, I knew then that I needed to start, I, they, to put it, I was told, 
my husband and I were both told, you need to put this out on the market. Those will see what they need to see because prophecies are a warning. It's not a prediction. It's a warning, you know, of things that are going to happen. You know, it's, um, uh, it's the same thing as if, if you were standing on a corner and you saw someone on that same corner and they were getting ready to step out and there was a car coming, would you not warn them? Yeah, right? Right, you would. Yeah. yeah. That's a prophecy. That's how prophecy is. A prediction is totally, you know, the, it predicts an event of exactly it's going to happen at this time. But a prophecy, you know, that were given all through the Bible were even warnings you know, for mankind. Um, and so religious um, churches and all have put it according to their own religion, you know, to control, uh, you know, the people. And the government also, years ago, used it as a controlling mechanism to control the people. Um, uh, and, you know, in other words, not really spiritual, the spiritual side of God. But I started with these prophecies and put them in a book, and um, and they went towards, you know, talking about the president, giving things about why he's chosen, you know, and um, uh, especially, and I'll talk to you about the, the earth changes, you know, some of the events that uh, were written about were the ocean floor. You know, the bottom of the ocean, that it's rising upward. And that it's going to cause a lot of flooding. Not the normal flooding, unusual, with intensity, flooding of the coastal areas. And that it would be, you know, devastating um, along the coastline. And that um, these changes you know, are also linked to the vortices around the world, you know, and that the vortices are moving, you know, from their location to help to rebalance the Earth's core, you know, because in our technologies, the scientists, you know, have around the world, you know, they've injected energy into the core of the Earth. And it's created an off-balance. And, and that awakens dormant volcanoes and crazy weather flooding and, and tsunamis and more. And it's causing the equator to shift. Now, this is just, and these all these things that I wrote about, they told me to bring the insight and the prophecy to the people so that they'll have they can help to save their own life, their own world, you know, that they're, they have warnings to see the signs and know what to do, you know, and, and where the safe zones are that they can go. Um, does this make sense to you? Yeah. Where are the safe zones? Um, the safe zones, uh, some of them that I've gotten are um, uh, 
Charlottesville is a safe zone. And I'll read off um, some of the safe zones that um, I've gotten, and I've gotten more that's in the writing. Maybe you can describe what what is a safe zone, if you can, you know. Well, a safe zone is is like where there's going to be flooding. Uh, are using the safe zones are where there is higher land, and uh, uh, it's it's protected uh, from the coastlands, the coastlines, you know, because you're going to. That is where some of the coastlines are going to drop off, and there's going to be an, um, you know, flooding in that area and tsunamis in that area, you know. So um, it's like over in the uh, the Great Lakes, if you're familiar, in the yeah. places of the United States, uh, the Great Lakes will be affected by high tidal waves hitting, which will hit Minnesota and Wisconsin and Michigan. And all the coastal waters, also Michigan, Indiana's around there, all in New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Canada, Maine, and Vermont. Um, the coastal waters from Florida to Maine will also be affected. Uh, West Virginia, the winters will be warmer, as well as in Pennsylvania and uh, Virginia and North and South Carolina. We'll all see these climate changes, and the weather the weather is cooling and temperatures in other areas. Also, there will be, you know, even in Europe, um, um, he had said that uh, there will be more, I was even told before, they, before some of these things, before they happen, um, the, um, they will be um, affected greatly by rioting and... Um, uh, from uh, um, over in the areas of um, not only that writing of people are already there, but they're also coming from other areas. Um, and um, gosh, my mind is like going blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> over in Iran and that area, um, they're uh, will be inundated with uh, with rioting, but there are people that are already there that have um, cell groups already there that will um, uh, be doing the work for the people over in Iran, Iraq, and all those areas. Um, so when you knew these prophecies, prophecies, could you tell people to make them change it or how did that work? Um, of how to make changes? Yeah. Well, on, well, in, in telling them about the prophecies and knowing that there is a warning, you know, and I, they started to give me the, you know, the safe zones for people, um, to know that they can go to, you know, because this is which actually what what is happening uh, with these readings is the revelation. It's revelations, and um, it's to open the minds and the hearts of people, and uh, insight is given 
to them to to bring them out of the mundane world into a spiritual into their spiritual higher self. Um, do you understand that? I do. When yes. I say that, yeah, they're thinking because thoughts and feelings are energy, and they're, we are very powerful people with our thoughts and energies. We create worlds within worlds, and all that energy. We think that we don't participate, you know, into. Um, events into the government world, our government structure, our religious structure, but energy is energy. It is the law of attraction that attracts the likeness of that energy. Not the experience, but the energy. And if it's negative, it's negative, and that negative power builds and builds. It builds in the, in the lust and the greed, the, the envy of, that people hold on to in their thoughts and feelings. And it creates their world within worlds. Does that make sense? It does. Um, so we we participate in in those in in that likeness, you know, of what we think and feel. Yeah. Um, with uh, your near death experience before and after, did that change who you are now? Uh-huh. What was the question? I was I was asking the before and after your near-death experience, did that change who you are? Um, that near-death experience for me, I, I, it was, oh my gosh, it was, um, I was 19 years old. And I, um, it has, it has, uh, to answer the question directly, um, it gave me further insight. It, it focused me, it, it's like a focus on a higher power that you're totally, that is beyond yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. And... It didn't, it, you know, my belief system was already there, but it even just went, you know, to spheres beyond, you know, as far as um, bringing more of a balance, um, bringing more of, a, uh, of love and joy and happiness. It just, it just was, it, it was beautiful. Um, actually seeing God, and I know that that's hard for some people to say that, you know, they've seen God, but I saw God and God spoke to me and I was supposed to die, um, at that moment, that experience. And, um, uh, God brought forth my book of life. And I saw the pages and the experiences just, you know, go by me so quickly. And I was in prayer to him to give me more time to do his work. And um, uh, he blessed me with that time. Um, there's so many things that happened that I traveled. I traveled to my cousin, you know, and I traveled to uh, another uh, a lady, uh 
a master that was working with me. I was, I was, she was teaching me. I went to her home and I brought all these things back. I went to my family and, and my mother, I finally got her to hear me. They were in the cafeteria at the hospital. And, uh, I was telling her that I was, I knew that I was going to heaven, you know, and the experience when it was time to go, there was a master teacher that took my hand and I went through like the, I went through the light and it was at a speed of rate that was beyond this world. And I could see so many rays, you know, of, of light. And then all of a sudden I was in front of a door and the handle of that door was lit in light. And, um, and I was told to open the door. And when I opened the door, I heard, oh, Aaron, it was just beautiful. Harps were playing and the sound was just a sound not of earth. And before me was a circle of the, the, the apostles and uh, around them was another circle of, of prophets and masters. And then in the center, all of a sudden in the center was a beam of light. And in that light, Jesus was in the center. And he reached out his hand and he asked me to take his hand and to walk with him. And I walked with him into the front and there was, um, <clears throat> the ark was there before me. And, um, all of a sudden in the right above me, there was like a, a light of violet and a light of light that was just totally unreal. And a voice, um, carried directly to me and said, come forward, my child. And, um, and I said, and in that, there was a face that peered like in, in that light and it was God. And I walked forward and he and I kneeled and he said, stand and say your prayer to me. So I spoke to him my prayer because I knew that I was in the middle of a transition. I could, I could feel, I just knew it. And, um, and I prayed that he would allow me to continue to serve it, to serve him and his word. And then Jesus came right through at the same time. Both of them were there. And, um, and after I went through the book of life, he, um, he had told me it was done and I would return. And, um, one of the greatest gifts of that story is the doctor that was working on me. He came from Vietnam. I had seen many doctors. And um, <clears throat> these doctors uh, that I had seen, I knew they weren't the right person. And my parents were with me. And um, I had... Uh, told them that I wanted to go home. I wanted to go home and just pray, right? And uh, all of a sudden, my name, my name was called, and they said, um, there's a doctor here that wants to see you. 
uh, please don't leave yet. And this was in Bethesda Naval Hospital. So he walked up towards me and took my hand. And when I looked at him, his name was Dr. Young. And I looked at him. I knew, I saw in his eyes he was the one. He was sent by God. He was just flown in in a matter of hours from Vietnam. The gift of that story, and I did tell him what I believed, you know, and um, <clears throat> but the gift of that story, because he expected to see my mother run through the surgical room when my heart stopped for no reason at all. He said, absolutely no reason. Um, he said, now that you've told me your story and what happened and what I experienced with you on that table. I now can hear God and his calling for me. And I looked at him and I said, and what is that? He said, I'm returning to Vietnam. I have much work to do with God and saving people. And I just, I just thought that was just so beautiful that both of us had an awakening. You know, mm-hmm. it was just... It was just so, it was just so rewarding, um, and I felt so grateful to have him sent at that time um, to um, to work on me and to save my life. So there's a little more to that story in my soul, in my in my book, So Travel to Heaven the Day I Die. There's more to that story. Um, I'm sure people, if they um, Everyone would be able to get what they need from the book. Um, if that um, helps them, I'm, I'm just so grateful to God that it would give them light yeah. for their life. Yeah. Yeah. Did that Did that experience fuel the inspiration to write the book? Um, uh, well, I was 19 at that time, and I was studying, and I was going to... Um, uh, ministry, uh, through ministry, five years of ministry at that time. And it, it left an inspiration in me. And I would tell the teacher that I was studying with that I feel that one day I'm going to write a book. I'm going to tell this story and more stories. And she said, and how do you know this? I said, I know it from what God said to me. I know it from the presence of his presence in Lord Jesus and all the, the apostles. I said it was sounded in the arm, you know, and sounded in his word that I don't know when and I don't know where, but I know that it is and that it's done. And that's all I need to know. And that when it's time, he will tell me. And, you know, that's how it left me with greater, and I kept journaling because he told me to keep journaling. And it, it just, um, it, it helped me to live in this world because I was totally in the other world, you know, um, in, in heart, soul, mind, body, and my spirit. I just lived in the, in the spiritual world. And, you know, to live in this world, it's a world of contrast. It's good and bad, positive and negative. 
but you've got to learn how to ground your ground yourself. And that's been one of my experiences to learn from spirit is to know how to ground yourself in this world and be in the other world. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and uh, so after journaling for a long time, did, did the book eventually uh, wrap itself together? Yes, it did. It did when I moved to uh, Virginia Beach. I spent years, um, other years, working with people, um, counseling, doing meditation, working in a college uh, uh, in Virginia Beach, community college, and getting a meditation um, into their, um, their their circle for people. And um, I, uh, my time also was given to my family, my daughter at the time and then it was time to um, move on and do my work because I did spend time with my family and my children in their growing years and um, <clears throat> and working with them and the minister's book was the first book that I wrote um, for non-denominational and denominational um, for uh, ministers um, or people or people on the path um, and then um, continued on to um, so travel in heaven right alongside of doing the minister's book I was doing two books at one time and then um, uh, the prophecies in the light of Christ and then this next book is the veil um, the veil is lifted it's a series of the prophecies of in the light of Christ. And um, also another book I'm working on is Messages, um, Messages from Heaven, um, The Book of Life. And so I've got all that underway. And, um, and I get, you know, people may think that prophecies, what is the message? You know, to be given to people is to let the people know that they too, that these changes, world changes are coming and that we are, you know, um, we do have to abide in universal law, which is part of the Ten Commandments. It's part It's what God uh, created in this world to help to keep a balance, you know, um, the laws of attraction and the cause and effect and let people know that the more they make the shift in their thinking, in their thoughts and feelings to a more positive way of living, and um, that they are, are helping this world, this nation, and all the worlds within worlds, um, and uh, worldwide. And they are helping uh, even with the earth changes that uh, are coming. Because these changes that, you know, prophecies bring a new beginning. They bring about change. They, they prophecies also, you know, it, um, it, it tells the people how, you know, um, what is working in front of them, what they have to contribute in their thoughts and feelings, and also to give them the insight that this is real. 
earth changes are real. You know, climate changes are real. We are a part of all of that. And we, we too can help to bring a balance, you know, by shifting our, our behaviors out of the greed, out of the lust, out of the selfish mode, you know, and be more selfless to our neighbors, to our fellow man, to all of humanity, and to open our hearts to one another, to help one another, not just because it's a devastating event, but every day of our lives, every moment of our lives, to put love in everything that we do, you know, to brushing our teeth, to walking the dog, to getting out of bed, to walking, to put love in that, because that's what Jesus taught. Put love in all that you do, and prosperity will reign around you. Do you understand that? I do, yes. Because what we give out is what comes back. It's you like know? And if we give out all this contrast out of greed and out of lust and out of selfishness, that's what's going to come back to us. That's what that's what's taking over our world. You know, that's what's moving in the heart of mankind. You know, it's attraction, it's the law of attraction. The more that they're like that, the more that that grows and takes over and tries to take over the light. But of course, we know that God prevails all, even darkness. Yeah, it's it's like you're a magnet. Whatever you throw out, you get back. Um, uh, with all the books you've done so far, what did they teach you? Um, what did they teach me? They teach me more and more to keep my heart open in love and peace and serenity, not only for myself, but for all of humanity. And at every waking moment, every moment that I have to put love in everything that I do. And if, if um, a frustration tries to um, take over that place of what I do, I immediately turn on to love to um, be rid of any physical senses that might try to steer me in the opposite way or the opposite behavior, the contrast of good. And it works. It does work. If you try it, it will work. It will work. And you will see that uh, what is coincidences in your life are God incidences. You will see that. It's not just, oh, it just happened. It's just a coincidence. No, it's a God instance that's making it. It's like, don't quit five minutes before the miracle. Don't give up on yourself. You know, because this world is a learning experience. But we can make better choices. And we don't have to be our parents or be what we were raised in. We can rekindle and be our own parents. We can learn from the experiences of our 
of our upbringing. And turn them into a spirituality, an awakening. Yeah, um, with with love, uh, what is love, if you could describe it? Love, love is not selfish. Love is unconditional. It's beauty, it's joy, it's happiness, but it's not for the personal personality. It's for your higher self. It comes from your higher self, the spirit of God, the holiness of all that there is. It's blissful. You know, it gives us the greatest joy and the greatest peace and the greatest serenity. When we don't feel that, and then we know we're feeling the contrast of that positive flow, that goodness of heart. And that's when we have to enforce that spirit of God into the contrast that's trying to, you know, string us along to its way, which is temporary. You you talked about love is everlasting. So I add that one piece to it. It's everlasting. Um, you you talk about uh, God working through us and around us and so on. Do you do you believe in everything that's happening, or is it uh, is the universe like where does what do you think of God and how does He fit in? Um, how does God fit in? Yeah, God fits in, and the God place within well this world this universe is the universe of experience. It's not God, it's God's experience. It's man's experience. It's soul, the soul's experience. Experiences to know, to know the difference and the contrast in good and evil. It's a procreation. God placed the spirit of life within us, the life force. And he placed within our hearts his footprint, his qualities, you know, and that's what breathes within us, you know. That's what is that still small voice within us that steers us and lets us know that there's danger ahead or, you know, there's that contrast of, of evil, evil ways, evil behavior, you know, um, devilish, you know, that people will portray, selfish, uh, enviness, jealousy. And that spirit of God, that those qualities and within our heart speaks out to us. And that they call the higher power, you know, versus the mundane. This is a mundane world of the physical, but in this world, the spirit of God lives through man. And he demonstrated that through Jesus and his prophets. 
Does that make sense? It, it makes it makes complete sense. Um, you 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 mentioned that God is in uh in humans. Is my God and your God the same, even though we're talking through a telephone? Is it the same God? It, it's the God of oneness. Okay. It's the God of oneness. You know, it's um um. God makes no claims on on religion. He only is universally love. It's a oneness. And we aspire to higher levels within ourselves, within this physical form, to return from whence we came. And that's heaven. That's God. It's love. So, you know, this is a dimension in time. This is a dimension in, in time that has many dimensions within it because it's worlds within worlds because the worlds within worlds are what we create. We are our own, we are our own creator of our world within worlds. And we procreate every second our world, our happenings, our events. We create. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. Um, so, um, even though we're two different people, we're still operating on the same energy and the same godness, right? Right, right. Exactly. We all have different gifts. We all have a message. You, you know, um, we we all uh, speak the spoken word of God, and uh, you know the. I believe that the reason why there's so many people that have many different gifts is because there's many different levels of thinking and we have to have many people with many gifts to be able to reach people at many different levels of thinking. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So we do have, you know, and yet we're all doing the oneness the same thing. It's just in a different way. You and I are doing the same thing in the oneness of God and in the love of God. We're doing the same thing. But we do it differently. Okay. Right? Right. Um, so when we look at the world today and the consciousness, where does the stack of consciousness um, stand? Where does the level of consciousness is? Yeah. Consciousness? Um, there's, you know, uh, God is infinite. God is infinite intelligence. God is infinite consciousness. And mankind, within its own world, um, learns at different levels of consciousness and thinking and feeling and thoughts, thinking and feeling at different levels of consciousness. And some, you know, levels of con con uh, consciousness raise in vibration to higher levels, to higher energies, to a higher source. You know, it's like climbing the ladder. 
because what we're doing is shifting the physical nature to the spiritual nature. Do you, does that make sense? It does. You know, and so, um, and many people have many gifts to give, even on the physical level, our doctors, our lawyers, our, you know, there's many structures that the spirituality and the love and the intelligence of the higher source of the higher intelligence of, of consciousness flows and connects through the energy through through each of us. Does that you follow what I'm saying? Mm, I do. Yeah. There's a dynamics in it, you know, um, a synchronicity in it. Um, with with the way the Earth is is going and all the prophecies and everything you've been witness to. Um, and the changes that are going to come over time, what advice should people understand and know to be um, in a safe place, both mentally, physically, and spiritually? Well, um, so what you're, what you're saying is how, how do uh, we prepare the people for future in general? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Well, I'll tell, tell you in this way. My husband and I were told by God to move to the mountains. Okay? And, um, and we were told that the ocean bottoms would rise uh, because of the pressure below. And we had our, our feet firmly in Virginia Beach. And we were told through the prophecy that the coastal region would be dangerous and it wouldn't be wise to live there. And that's, and saying that and further into that is that we were told and we had the choice to make with our decision because God gives you the free will. He will give you the prophecy that you have free will to choose the consequences, you know, and we looked at, we started watching all the events, everything that we had been told before they happened, what was happening, and could see very clearly uh, that it would be difficult to escape, you know, the water levels uh, when they rise quickly, and the flood coastal cities, you know, that it would slide even 100 to 120 miles inland. Wow. I say to the people is to watch for the signs. God speaks to us every day. Look for the signs, uh, you know, in nature, always. And God will steer you. That inner gut that you feel will mm -hmm. steer you where you need to be. You know, um, some people are, have their feet firmly fitted, you know, um, in their mundane world and uh, in their belief systems. Um, but through these next few years, um, the signs are there and God will show the people those signs. Now, there are some things that cannot be stopped. Because it's universal law, it has a cause and an effect, and it's like a, it's like a, 
a sore that you have, let's say on your leg, and it's infected. You know, it has infection in it. That means it's a disease. That disease, when it gets to a certain point and it doesn't listen, it runs a course. It has to run its course. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? I'm following, yes. Yeah, and so, um, and that's what we're seeing in the prophecy. Some of these things that are happening are running, are, are happening because it's, it's part of nature. It has to run a course uh, of action uh, to bring about the change, just like the person's wisdom. In order for it to heal, it had to run a course before a layer of healing took place, before they had either a new place on their leg, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how it works. So um, I hope I've answered your question. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to write and to, to speak and let God's Word speak through me um, to give insight to the people of um, what they can do um, worldwide to help worldwide all, all people. Unity. We need unity. And it's very true. We need to make America greater than it was before. And also in all around the world. Yeah. Um... Julie, I want to say thank you very much for coming on to the show and sharing what you got to share. Thank you. Thank you for having me talk with you. Yeah. You were fascinating. <laughs> well, I hope it, I, you know, um, uh, I hope it helps. I, you know, all I keep saying sometimes you know, I will even question, I always question, and I always try to keep, you know, anything that comes into me, you know, it has to be in the light of Christ. Because I'm sure you, as a receiver yourself, always, when something comes to you, you, all, you always put the Christ light around you. Because there's so many different things in this world and people, you know, that want to make contact. You know, yeah. But I, I only work, I, I only work in the, in the Christ light. <laughs> I don't work in the other dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. I know they're there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware they're there. <laughs> you know, and uh, they have their own level of expression. You know, but it's not my, not where I'm at. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's a it's very interesting. Your your books and your content is wow. It's uh, it's a whole new light. Um, I'm really excited to chat to you and to get to hear your voice and kind of nitpick of what you what you do and who you are and stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah. So. Um, do you any, did you, well, I, I hope we can talk again sometime. Yeah, I, I think, I think we'll talk 
sometime in the future again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you kind of pick up anything through the conversation, or are you just kind of like uh, just chit chatting and questions? Um. Uh. What I, you know, what I have picked up. Um, I don't know if you've written a book, but I'm told that you're going to put a book of teaching together. Oh, cool. And um, it's going to be uh, the foundation of healing. Yeah. And that's going to be the circle around it. But uh, you and another gentleman are going to be working on it together. Wow. Excellent. You're going to publish, you're going to publish it. So um, do it. <laughs> I think it's come to you. Um, I feel that um, you've had feelings about it. Well, you can make that real. And God's going to work with you. Wow. And your teachers and, and masters will work with you. And um, two, I, I see, um, I also see you working with a lot of children. Oh. If you're not, you're going to. Um, uh, because I, what they're showing me is they show me that you walk into, um, uh, actually, uh, there's two things, schoolroom and also um, orphanages. I know that's probably interesting to you, but um, there's a strong feeling around orphans. Oh. And um, that um, you're going to um, uh, bring great insight to these children through your story, the stories of your life. Yeah. Um... So I, I, I see you working and, and, and going in and talking with them. And that's the touch of God in you. Yeah. And the touch of Jesus in you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if Michael... And you have... Yeah, sorry. You, excuse me. You have, you have um, uh, uh, another, uh, another young man that's working with you closely. And um, it's very good. It's very positive. Um, um and I feel strongly to tell you that um, your sister's going to be okay. I don't know whether you have a sister, but it's a sister vibration. She's going to be okay. Okay. Wow. Um, and what was your question? No, I was just going to say, I, I don't know if Michael told you, but I'm vision impaired. So it's it's interesting you mentioned, those, mentioned that stuff, you know. You're what? I'm, I'm vision impaired. I'm, I'm partially sighted. Partially what? Uh, I didn't hear it. Um, I'm partially sighted, so it's interesting you you mentioned those things. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, um. No, he didn't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think he lets things flow. <laughs> <laughs> and then he likes to hear about it later. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's a good man. Yeah. He, he and his wife are very good. Yeah. He's like those those guys you see smoking in the corner and it's like, yeah, yeah, great, you that, you know, but um, he's, he's, uh -huh. good, he's good fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, all right, Julie, um, thank you so much for your time and uh, um, I'll be in touch with you when it's ready and uh, um, I have your bio and your photo here, so I don't need to ask for that and... Um, uh, when it's ready to be published, I'll drop an email and say, hey, uh, it's going to be published and here's the link where it's going to be. And um, you'll also get an uh, email from a service called WeTransfer. You can download the audio file and have it in your PC and you can listen to it anytime you want. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And I will email you the safe zone. Say that I didn't catch us. I will email you the safe zones that oh. I've received so far. Oh, wow. I'm looking forward to reading yeah. that with a cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah, they're in my next book, The Veil Lifted. So, but I'll email them to you. Fantastic. Looking forward to them. Um, okay. Okay, Julie, you have a good morning and I'll chat to you soon, okay? You too. God bless. You too. Bye now. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.